Welcome to the Wild Podcast, your weekly dose of eco-education. And welcome back to another episode of the Wild Podcast. I'm your host, Roxy Rogan and founder of Wild Education. And today our guest is the lovely eco-mom and gorgeous person, George Briggs. Welcome, Georgia. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's awesome to have you here. Um, So why don't you tell our listeners quickly who you are, what you do and where you're from? So I'm Georgia. I'm a mum of two little children. Um, They're lovely, Arlo, who's three, and Otty, who's seven months. Um, I was a young mum, so kind of thrown in the deep end, but um, it's great. I wouldn't change it. Uh, I have a partner, Jack, um, and we live in Balgala in on the northern beaches. Amazing. I can't believe um, Oddie's already um, seven months. I know. It's gone gone really fast. Yeah, wow. It's a blur. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no, that's so cool. And um, for our listeners, I know Georgia from high school, so it's like awesome chatting to you today and also a bit of like a reunion. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, you know a lot more, a lot more about me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so today I really want to dive into the deep end and talk about uh, just your journey into motherhood and also into sustainability. So really keen to hear about your thoughts on um, the new eco products that are out there for children and what are some of the benefits. So why don't you give our listeners a little bit of a scoop on on how this kind of all happened for you in terms of being sustainable and being a mum? Yeah, so I mean, you know, naturally as a mum you want the best for your children and for me toxins in all the generic products that you see in, you know, the supermarkets and the baby items, you know, you think you instantly think, oh, yeah, you know, they're fine. If they're for a baby, they're fine. But then you look into it. And a lot of the things on the back of the packet you can't actually pronounce or you look at the word and you're just not really sure what what that is that's in the product. So um, for me, I just did not want to expose my children to those toxins. Mm. And that's where it kind of all begun. Um, yeah, it was just scary when I realised some of the stuff that was in the products that they offered to children like baby wipes food the nappies wow so so what kind of toxins are they like what what kind of health risks are there to kids who um are using these products well for there's formaldehyde in um a lot of the products so for example we've actually only just recently swapped mattresses for our kids because Mm. they spray a lot of furniture um things like mattresses loads of things um with formaldehyde which is a known neurotoxin um and it's yeah it's just terrifying that they can you know do that but I mean they have to to import um these products into Australia which is why it's really important for people to you know shop local Mm, try and get things um yeah from Australia even secondhand furniture um that's quite old which, you know, a lot of people do now. It's quite easy to access secondhand things. So, you know, a lot of the gases, unfortunately, would have been in someone else's home, but, you know, you can do that. Um, That's a good start. 
yeah. but yeah so um things like mattresses and all of that I never thought of that and just recently someone brought it to my attention and I went wow Arlo slept on a Ikea mattress for years and years and I never thought that would be a risk to him um but then I got in touch with the company and you know I asked them all the questions and I found out a lot about um how they're made and what type of products you want to see in a mattress and it's you know something you would never think about um yeah so we even upgraded our mattress because I was just so scared that my face was that close to something every night that I spend you know 12 hours in if you're lucky you know eight eight to 12 hours yeah so wow that's insane I mean I definitely never thought of that um I mean I don't have kids but even for myself so What's do you do you know the brand that you used um, for Arlo? Yeah, so um, the brand that we decided on was the Natural Bedding Company because mm-hmm. they have a lot of third-party independent um, certifiers like GOTS and um, you know all the organic um, certifiers that test test their products and approve them and all of that. So yeah, we decided on them, and they have. Um, they hand sew everything in their factory in Marrickville mm-hmm. and they make furniture as well, um, which we haven't gone down the furniture road yet because we, you know, have just spent a lot of money on the mattresses. Yeah. I mean, it's a step-by-step process, you know, mm-hmm. and that's another thing that I wanted to mention today. It's like it's not about being perfect. Mm-hmm. It's about making, you know, small steps and doing little things that, you know, can make a difference to your family's health, make a difference to the environment. Um, yeah, but we've been really happy with the Natural Bedding Company. We've been dealing with them for about six months and, you know, I've had questions here and there and they've always been really happy to answer. Um, and then, you know, it only took them about 10 days to make Oddie's new cot mattress, um, which was good because I just really wanted to get that yeah. sorted as quick as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but they're really great company, really. Um, and they've been around for a long time. They're a family business and... Yeah, really, really happy with them. So it's called the Natural Bedding Company? Natural Bedding Company, And that's great for um, the listeners in Australia who might have kids or for themselves who want to look into more natural bedding. That's awesome. Wow. It's it's crazy because, yeah, it, it's things like this that I suppose as a mum you, you learn all these new things, especially, you know, if you're very aware about, um, you know, what's going on your kid's skin or what they're sleeping on. So yeah. I would love to ask about um, the natural nappies, like the cloth nappies. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm intrigued by these because I know I'm pretty uh, – correct me if I'm wrong, these are not a new thing. They used to be quite popular and then it kind of faded out and now they're back again. Is that kind yeah, of Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's basically all they used 50 years ago. It's all they yeah. had. Um, so, you know, our grandmas were hand-washing these nappies, slaving mm. away. Yeah. And then my mum actually used them with us. Mm-hmm. And I think then from – so that was in the 90s. Um, and then I think from then on it really just boomed the disposable yeah. industry, I guess. Um, and that all came in and, yeah, so then I – when Arlo was born, I thought, you know what, I'm not going to attack it yet. I'm a young mum. I'm just going to find my feet. And then if I'm feeling really confident in where I'm at when he's about six months old, I'll look into it. Anyway, so I looked into it after he was born and I was like, you know what, 
it's an extra load every few days. I can I can have a go. Um, so bless my grandmas. Um, they actually helped us buy the modern cloth nappies because they are quite expensive to start out with. It's yeah. quite expensive initial cost, but then the savings long term is really good. Um, so we bought some for him and I did those for about a year. And then um, because we were living with my parents at the time, finding our feet, um, and they renovated their laundry. So we had a bit of a, an intermission and then we moved out into our own place and then I started up again because Arlo was toilet trained by that point. So I started up again when Oddie was born. Mm. And that's the beauty of it. I already had all these cloth nappies. Yeah. Arlo ready to go, ready to use again. Um, and, you know, we do the cloth wipes as well. So that also saves okay. impact on the environment, I guess. I mean, because they say per child you go through about, I think it's something like three to 5,000 nappies, disposable nappies per child, whereas with cloth nappies you can get by with about 25. That's and you just rewash them every every few days you wash them. And, wow. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, there's a lot more to it. I mean, you've got to use, um, if you want to be really good about it, you've got to use eco-friendly detergent um, and, you know, think about that. And also, you know, I think people are worried about the water usage, um, but for us, we found every three days another two, like one or two loads because you do a pre-wash and a main wash of them mm-hmm. to get all the gunk out of them. But, yeah, if you do that every few days for us, we thought the environmental impact of that saving things from landfill is much better than using the water. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're really happy with them. They're easy. We don't yeah, find so- them too hard so and you know they're easy for grandparents too I mean you can get velcro ones we have snap-in ones but mm-hmm. Jack likes to use them so yeah, yeah it's good. yeah that's awesome no that's so good to hear and I love that there is this new wave of parents who are wanting to make those different choices to be a bit more environmentally friendly because that's crazy in the amount of nappies per child and I think they're all going to landfill I mean, I've had the not pleasant experience of doing beach clean and finding a nappy. Oh. So they can end up anywhere. It's just like rubbish, you know. It can end up absolutely anywhere, even if you mean for it to go somewhere. Um, yeah. So what's a – could you recommend any uh, companies that provide these cloth nappies and cloth wipes? Yeah, so our favourite out of all of the thing, ones that we've tried, because you do have to try a few and you have to be really patient to get you know, the right fit and all of that. The ones that we have found that work best for me and Jack, ease of use, is Baron Boho. Um, and she's actually an Australian woman who runs this company up in Queensland with her partner. They just both um, work on that. And she's got a lot of feminine products as well, cloth pads. Um, she does a lot of um, nursing pads. She just it, yeah, she's got a lot. She does the cloth nappies, wipes. Um, she does it all. So, I mean, yeah, she's, she's a great woman. Love her um, and love her products. Can't complain. So, yeah, yeah that's Bear and Boho. Bear and Boho. Okay, that's awesome. That's good to know. Um, yeah. Definitely recently had her nappies in Aldi, actually. So, um, how cool is that? How exciting for her. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's great that they're becoming more mainstream. I think even some coals are starting to sell cloth nappies. So it's good that they're out there. People are seeing it, you know, giving it a go. So, yeah. yeah. 
it's like anything really and I think also just nowadays there I mean even five years ago uh the kind of desire or the need for all these environmentally friendly products wasn't there yet yeah um whereas nowadays people are wanting the eco-friendly options and you can see that just by looking in the mainstream supermarkets Coles and Woolies and you see that there is always going to be a more um, environmentally friendly option. Yeah, um, I mean, you kind of don't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. you kind of have to start making better decisions. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, there's some people who aren't there yet and that's fine. We all end up, you know, on a different journey, but, I mean, at least it's out there when yeah, people yeah. are ready. I think it's so important because as well, I suppose, it would be um, – Great to hear your perspective on it, um, just with, you know, the current climate of our world and all the crazy environmental things that are happening, for you to have children and looking forward and I guess wanting to help their future be the best it can be. So yeah. I think that, but I don't have my own kids. I think, you know, I want to help this environment for, you know, future generations, but you actually have children. Awesome that you can play that role and really, you know. I mean, terrifying like honestly yeah. it's terrifying if we keep going the way we're going I'm terrified yeah. but you know I can see a lot of people starting to make better choices and you know I mean even teaching the kids you know single-use plastic isn't an option yeah. you know that kind of stuff um you know not shopping I love Woolies I love Coles but if you can get all your fresh produce mm. from markets you know supporting smaller farmers and you know organic biodynamic produce um spray free all of that you're helping in a tiny way but it all adds up you know so we're just kind of teaching him that there's other options I mean growing up I feel like there wasn't I feel like I never learned a lot in school about being sustainable and my parents you know naturally bringing kids up in the 90s um I feel like it was a very disposable world, like I said earlier. Um, I feel like I didn't, I wasn't really taught much at home either. So, yeah, I agree. It was, um, yeah, because we're obviously, were you born 96? 96, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I also agree. I think um, with my family, I learned a little bit about it growing up, but it wasn't really, to be honest, until I left high school that yeah. I yeah. learned the most about being sustainable and the environment. Even in high school, I don't even remember being told that yeah. much about sustainability. So it's great to know that it's changing, yeah. but. Totally. Yeah. And in high school, you know, you're kind of in a bubble, aren't you? Yeah. Like I felt like I was just so protected from the world. Mm-hmm. And you get out and you're like, oh, my gosh, what is going <laughs> on? Like kind of thrown in the deep end and yeah. got to figure it all out for yourself. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so true. Um, it leads me on kind of to my next question. I want to talk about um, being plant-based. And yeah. if you can talk about what made you choose to um, lean towards being more plant-based in your life and if and or are your kids plant-based and what was the kind of decision-making around that? Of course. So I got out of school and I was like, you know what, I don't feel great. I needed a shake-up. My digestion was really bad all through school. And when I was younger, I couldn't actually tolerate dairy at all. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, that was already in the back of my mind. And I was like, you know what, there's got to be kind of a way that I can feel better. 
So I gave it a go. I just trialed it. I was like, you know what, I'll have a go of not eating meat. And I didn't really eat any dairy, so it would have just kind of been the eggs. And I feel like eggs and fish is kind of the last thing that people cut out. So I just started cutting out things carefully and I I wanted to do it really safely so that it was, you know, sustainable, obviously. Um, Yeah, so I cut it all out purely for my digestion initially and that really improved. So I thought, right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to commit and I did it and then I started looking into things you know, how it affects the animals, um, the impact it has on the planet. And I just don't think that I was brought up eating meat every night of the week and eating like that to me is just not sustainable at all. Yeah. Like yeah. there's no way. And also it's expensive. Um, it's costly to do that. So when we moved out, I was kind of like, well, I was already a vegan for quite a few years, but I was like, you know what? We actually couldn't afford to eat meat very often anyway yeah Yeah. um and now thankfully we're in a position where we can buy organic food um fruit and veg but we weren't previously but you know that's another thing we've got to think about you know so yeah I mean that's where it all kind of started yeah um, plant-based living so and then naturally when I had kids I just kind of thought I can't physically (laughs) cook a piece of meat I don't know how so I would really like for the kids to be vegan and Jack was really supportive of that. Um, And, yeah, I mean, he's not vegan himself but he will eat vegan at home Um, and then when he's out he can eat whatever he likes when he's at work and stuff. Mm. Uh, But, yeah, at home we're just – we keep it plant-based. So it's good and, I mean, you've got to be really careful with the kids. You've got to really know your stuff. It's not a decision to take lightly to just jump Mm. into it because I feel like a lot of people do that and um, they struggle. Mm. Um, But, yeah, just making sure that you're getting everything. Um, That's probably the most challenging thing. But as long as you're educated and you know you know where things come from, the zinc and, you know, calcium, um, B12, iron, all of that, which yeah. I feel like you should know anyway. Um, you should have a basic understanding of that, even if it's not taught in school. I didn't learn any of that in school. I don't know about you. No. But, <laughs> but I just feel like, you know, this, the system, it, it needs a shake-up, doesn't it? It does. When you reflect on all the things that um, as an adult I learned, but in school I had no idea. It's kind of like, hmm. There could be some extra things that are implemented into schooling in Australia or yeah. elsewhere, who knows elsewhere. But, yeah, that's I, I love that. Um, that's really cool that it did come for, you know, from you. It was just a digestion issue mainly to begin yeah. with and then transitioning to be more of a lifestyle um, a lifestyle choice for you. What about um, for maybe parents or mums who are listening and would like their children to be plant-based or are wanting to do similar thing. They want to go plant-based to vegan and they want their children to be. What are some either good advice you would have for them or some good educational tools? Like do you know anything that might be helpful? I mean, just starting really slow. It can be transitioning like one or two meals a week. Um, and, you know, just like there's so many ebooks out there now and educational tools. I really like I follow a few people on Instagram who I find really helpful who have kids who are plant based. Um, Ellen Fisher is one of them. I don't know if you've heard of her. No, I haven't. No. Um, and Lonnie Jane, I'm sure. Yeah, you've heard. I know yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, they're awesome. Like not that you should look to them and go, oh, I'm going to do this, but they have ebooks that I have that are. Re- I find, you know, if I get stuck in a rut, I just can reference back to that. I think even Ellen Fisher has a kids' food ebook, um, which is really helpful. Which can actually, because I know that some people with older kids they really struggle because their palates are already. It's not to say that you can't change their palates, but they get it's like a habit, isn't it? They get in, you know, the habit of eating certain food. Fish's ebook, you know, she does a lot of vegan versions of regular, like traditional food. Right, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I found, and I also like, you know, just chucking as much as you can into a smoothie. That would be like my best tip. I'm the easiest way to get you know, goodness into the kids, went well, to Arlo because Oddie's only just started eating. But, you know, and he loves helping make smoothies and chucking a greens powder in and a protein powder. Mm. And, you know, you can hide a lot of probiotics and zinc and <laughs> that in there, which is really helpful. So, yeah, yeah, it's good. But, you know, the transition for me, like it just got me eating way more fruit and vegetables. I just was not eating enough of that. I was eating too much processed packaged foods. Mm. And I think that also contributed to the terrible digestion because I just wasn't getting in enough, you know, fresh produce. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really cool to hear a lot about when people do transition into that more plant-based diet that they're just healthier overall. Even if people say do it for maybe not gut health issues, but they do it for uh, ethical reasons or environmental reasons or whatever it may be. Um, The other benefits like the, uh, you know, money benefits. So they're saving a lot of money per week or they're just being way healthier. They might lose weight. Like who knows, you know, if if they're trying to do that. So it's really cool to, to hear about that. And also with the kids, did you ever get any backlash from people um, when you, if you mentioned that you had, you know, your kids were vegan? Because I know people can have, can be super opinionated about it, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I think initially our parents were probably shocked that that's the way that we wanted to bring up our children. Yeah. Um, but they're very supportive. They're, you know, they see how healthy the kids are and how healthy we are and, you know, I think that's the, I, I think that's the main thing is just you know showing people how healthy you are and you know, kind of not glowing, but you know you're you're well. Mm-hmm. You don't really get sick as often. Like Jack and I were chatting about it the other day, and we were like, you know, we don't remember the last time that we kind of got really struck down by a sickness. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you just, I, yeah, I feel like we just, and, you know, we're exposed to it a lot with kids, you know. Yeah. They can get really sick, at, you know, from touching something at the park or childcare or yeah, all of that. But, you know, our kids and us have really strong immune systems mm-hmm. from, you know, eating so healthy. So yeah, that's definitely a benefit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some really, really supportive mum friends that I have just kind of, found a new circle and you know they all eat a lot of them are vegetarian vegans plant-based along the um trajectory yeah um yeah so and you know it's so uh you can talk about anything with these women and nothing's ever off limits you know and I really encourage mums to you know if you want to 
be in a more sustainable, you know, um, eco-friendly circle. You've just got to get out there and find it. Like they're not going to find you. That's what I kind of thought was going to happen. I was like, oh, you know, naturally all these people are going to be in my life, but they're not. And mother's group, you know, I loved my mother's group. But, you know, finding this other circle now where nothing's off limits, I can talk about anything, it's just wonderful, you know. Yeah, that Um, support system is really important. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, to them, I mean, I'd talk about anything to them. But, like, you know, I think you know who you can talk to things about and who you can't talk to things about. So picking and choosing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And it's, um, I think, for for those listening as well to know that, having a support system as well um maybe if you are transitioning out of um the traditional ways i suppose if you want to call it of um products you may buy for your children or um not being super eco-friendly to moving towards being more eco-friendly having that support system is probably quite an important tool in moving in that direction yeah and i also have quite a few mums who I chat to on Instagram who aren't close, some in the eastern suburbs who I don't see as much, some in different states. Um, But, you know, just being able to lean on them, that's what I really love about Instagram and that platform is being able to connect with like-minded people from all over the globe, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. another tool as Mm. well. Yeah, I was just going to touch quickly on Instagram. So, um First of all, how can people connect with you online? And do you have any like top Instagram pages? I know we mentioned a few before that you would recommend for mums or parents who want to be more sustainable to kind of follow along and and use those as guidelines. Yeah, so um, I'm on Instagram just as Georgia Briggs. um, And the people that I like to follow is, oh, who would that be? Um... I, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of mum followers. I mean, some of them are bigger, some of them are smaller. Um, yeah, like I mentioned before, Lonnie Jane, Ellen Fisher, um, Bear and Boho, like I yeah, said. Yeah, that's other brands. Yep. Stephen Sprout, um, she mm-hmm. has a lot of – have you heard of her? Yeah, I think I have actually, yeah. A ton of products like your shopping bags, yeah. and that, yeah. your lunch boxes, your kids' mm. lunch boxes, all of that. So. Love to follow her. Um, who else? Oh, um, Pretty good. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so yeah. many people. You just have to dive there in. There's so many. And I guess when you, you know, if you are wanting to kind of follow more uh, people who are in this kind of space, it then recommends other people on Instagram, exactly. which is great, who also are similarly aligned. So you can just totally follow them. Yeah. yeah. No, that's so good. Yeah, and it's awesome to also think, so we covered bedding and nappies, but I guess if you look at, I mean, I'm just kind of thinking if I was a mum, I would be looking at just everything that I use. I mean, you just said lunch boxes. I'm like, lunch yeah. boxes, lunch I boxes, know, you I know, know, like yeah, so, everything. Yeah, I like literally like I walk into Woolworths or, you know, anywhere and I kind of just look, or cotton on kids even, and I look at all the options of like lunch boxes and drink bottles and I'm like, I just can't bring myself to buy something that I know is not going to last. There's still lunchbox, stainless steel drink bottles and glass drink bottles, glass products, all of that, glass containers even. I won't even buy the plastic um, food storage containers anymore because yeah. um, things just, I 
I cannot stand throwing things away. Yeah. So I every single decision that I make, I want to make sure that I'm going to have that product in my life for a long time, mm. which I'm sure is the same for a lot of people. No one likes to waste their money. Yeah. Exactly. You know, no one likes to do that. So, yeah, just looking for those things, those options that aren't going to break. I mean, you can buy a kid 10 plastic drink bottles, but they're not, you know, that they're going to break they're going to drop them and they're going to break or the straw is going to go gross and yeah. moldy and all of that. Yeah, you get into that world with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm just really careful about, you know, going going into the shops and not just buying something because your child wants it. You kind of have to explain that to them. That's mm-hmm. really um, important as well, explaining to them, you know what, I'm not going to buy you this item, say it's a drink bottle or a toy because I know that when we get home that's probably going to break or when we go to the park if you drop that that might break so I'm not going to buy that for you today but um you know just kind of saying no or just saying you know what we've already got something like that at home yeah that still works really well that we or something that is similar that we can use for the Mm. same purpose you know that's a I guess that's going back to as well we do have this um, society, I think, where it's everything can be replaced exactly, and everything gets chucked out, whereas more old school, so maybe back like um, our grandmother's kind of time yeah, um, or even our, our mother's um, where you didn't necessarily just chuck everything out, you know, um, if it was broken, you fix it, you don't just replace it. That's- so it's nice to kind of hear that you know, that is kind of coming back as well, um, just in terms of everyday things like, yeah, drink bottles. I do know I, um, that Biome is a online, yeah, online kind of platform which hosts a huge amount of sustainable and eco-friendly options for people listening who are like, where do I buy a great sustainable lunchbox? Yeah, I've bought quite a few things from there and I've been really happy. We've actually, we actually bought Arlo's Planet Box lunchbox from there. There you go. Um, yeah. And we just bought a secondhand one. One came up secondhand. One of my friends was selling it and I thought, oh, I'll grab that now for Audi yeah. so that I've got, got one. And because I had such a good experience buying one new and it's lasted really well, I don't think you can kill those things. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to get a secondhand one for Audi, you know. So that's yeah. a good tip as well if you have multiple kids and you know you really like a product with, that you had with your first kid and you know you're going to need another one for your second kid, you know, search secondhand for something yeah. like that, you know. Even with um, going back to the mattress topic, I mean, we didn't want to spend a lot of money on Arlo's mattress because we knew that he was going to be moving to a bigger bed soon. So we are now, you know, trying to just source a secondhand, obviously clean mm. mattress for him because it's just silly buying something brand new yeah such a short amount of time so I mean if someone looks after something really well you know you can find a great secondhand final marketplace or gumtree you know it's so easy now it is I definitely am an advocate for secondhand shopping yeah um, just for I mean for adults for your clothes like do it yeah. it is it will save you so much money you can still get quality clothing and pay yeah. half the price and it's really helping the environment and also for your kids, um, just before we finish, I would just love to know, in terms of kids' clothing, is there any 
kind of fibers in particular that you would recommend either staying away from or fibers that you would love that you like to use you know dress your kids in yeah well I so back to the second hand thing so I um with the kids I always jump on Facebook there's heaps of groups for you know the type of clothes that you like so for us we um try and buy a lot of Australian mama brands just supporting you know smaller yeah um, businesses and I always jump on Facebook and there's heaps of groups and just jump in one of those and if I need something for the kids I'll just buy it secondhand from someone because kids grow so fast yeah um and I mean it's always nice to have a few newer things for them but with the amount of new stuff that I buy for them I always make sure that I buy yeah about 50% secondhand Mm. at least or more um and yeah so I yeah jump on the Facebook groups and there's quite a few little um secondhand clothing um mums who are selling their kids clothes on another Instagram handle they you know jump on another little page and sell those so yeah I mean it's just finding those little um little pages and Facebook groups and buying from there um and I mean that's that's something personal preference as well I don't really have time to go and scour Vinnie's for the kids clothes yeah fair enough (laughs) and for me as well I just prefer to buy things online and drive to someone's house and pick something up or um so that's where I find it easiest to find stuff is Facebook marketplace and Instagram and if I have a friend who's got a kid who's bigger than mine or a bit older I always kind of let them know you know hey I'm going to be looking for some size three clothes soon can you just um send me some pictures if you've got anything and buying a bundle from someone or Mm, that's such a great idea and I love that it becomes a part of the community as well um yeah yeah and I guess some of the um I do see I think on your Instagram it looks like a lot of some like kids are wearing like more linen or cotton kind of fibers I mean I guess as well for kids you want things that feel nice for them as well Um, well personally I mean I really struggle to wash the um polyester and all of that so I don't buy that anymore because it's I can't get the stains out of the clothes you know there you go Poked and I find that the natural fibers like cotton and linen actually just wash so much better they last longer Mm. they don't fall apart yeah (laughs) um and the stains come out easier that's why so I just don't buy it anymore and I learned the hard way because I did with Arlo I kind of took on the approach well I'm just going to do everything the cheapest that I can yeah um and that's really great if you're on a really strict strict budget and it served us for you know a good few months but a lot of the clothes I couldn't keep for to use again for Oddie because they just you know some fell apart some still had stains on them um you know, they just looked like they had been through the ringer. Um, yeah. So <laughs> with Oddie, I just I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to buy secondhand cotton, linen. I'm only going to buy firsthand cotton, linen type mm. clothing. Um, and, you know, I mean, a few of the Bonds Wonder Suits, like they last quite a long time. I even yeah. bought um, a bundle off a lady before Arlo was born. I bought a bundle of um bonds wonder suits that had gone through her three boys wow. and arlo wore them and Oddie wore them but they're like the older style obviously but they you know held up really well so i mean mm. you know it's just finding those little things that are 
better quality um, to buy secondhand and have less, you know, have less of things. You don't need a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, That's one thing that I also learned with having kids is you actually just don't need a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, It just clutters up if you've got a lot of, you know, a lot of toys. It just ends up all over the living room. So keep it simple and they'll figure out a way how to play. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's so good. Well, I definitely think our listeners will have awesome tips to move forward if if they are looking to be more sustainable um, with their kids and with themselves. Um, yeah. So, again, so people can find you, uh, like, are people cool to connect with you on Instagram? I'm sure if people want to ask you more questions. <laughs> Go for it. I love I love to, you know, chat to like-minded people. Yeah. I prefer it, to be honest. Yeah. Absolutely. Adding to, you know, people who, um, you know, aren't on the same trajectory because yeah. it's just hard. I yeah. find it really hard. I don't have time. I'm not mentally... You know, I don't have time with the kids and, you know, you've got mum brain and, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we organised to chat yesterday and yeah. <laughs> that's the mum brain for you. So, I mean, it's just a lot easier to, you know, talk yeah. to people who, you know, you've got the same view, well, not the same views all the time because, you know, everyone's, you know, different. Yeah. But, I mean, people who, you know, want to learn and, mm. you know, interested in all the sustainable stuff. I just want to put out there that I'm not perfect, you know. No. <laughs> Sometimes I do grab a box of um, snacks for Arlo because they're easier. I grab a box of snacks from Woolies and I grab, you know, yogurt pouches and all of that just because they're convenient and sometimes you do need them. There's a time and place Mm. for that stuff. But then where you can, if you've got time, you know, make your own yogurt and make your own snacks for them like bliss balls and all of that, you know. Yeah, exactly. Just try and reduce where you can. You're not going to be perfect. No one is. But do little bits and pieces and it all adds up. So I think yeah. that's great advice. And I think um, even if you're not a mum, just just that advice that yeah. no one's perfect, just do what you can. And I yeah. think that's a really important thing to leave with is just do what you can. Nobody's perfect. And if you can just try things each day to make an yeah. impact and just look at your waste and what you're producing and try and reduce it, that's yeah all we can ask for especially because like whatever you can't do or whatever you lack in someone else will probably make up for you know like yeah so if you can't do the cloth nappies that's fine because I'm doing it but you might do something else that I can't do you know so Yeah. yeah 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 oh perfect well listen thank you again for coming on the show and um yeah look forward to chatting soon yeah all good see you later thanks for tuning in If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe to our channel and follow us on Instagram, wild underscore education. Thanks again and talk soon.